It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to this latest podcast. It's a pleasure to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator of the e-commerce Master Plan. I'm a best-selling author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Last week, we explored the world of fresh produce with Rob Wing of the Cornish Fishmonger. If you haven't heard that episode, there are loads of great ideas about both customer service and marketing within that one. But today we're looking at something completely different. So I want to introduce you to today's special guest. In 2016, Kate Turner is celebrating her business's 30 year anniversary. That's three zero, everybody, three whole decades. The business is Party Packs, one of the UK's top three party supplies companies. They're an online only business and currently turnover is five million pounds per year and they process around 11,000 orders per month. Hi, Kate. Hiya. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks very much. Excellent. Well, I've just given our listeners a really quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you get started off in e-commerce all that, Ooh. all those decades ago? <laughs> long, long ago. Well, when I, when I started, Chloe, it wasn't e-commerce. I started with an electric typewriter, a filing cabinet and a Tipex pen. <laughs> um, so a long, long ago. So I started my business, as you say, in 1986. Um, and my background really was in the brewing industry. So I worked for a company called Wessex Taverns. Um, and my job was to go around a hundred pubs and get them to do a little bit more than pull a pint of beer. So I had to sort of encourage them to have darts matches and Halloween parties and Valentine's nights and all this sort of thing. And back then, which was, uh, I suppose the end of the seventies, the early eighties, um, really we just used to sort of give them a couple of posters and tell them to get on with it. And I had the bright idea I probably shouldn't say it's a bright idea, but it turned out to be quite a bright idea (laughs) of um, one Halloween. I went to um, a supplier in Bristol uh, who I still actually use to this day, you know, sort of 35 years later. I now deal with the sons as opposed to the father. And I um, bought a load of Halloween stuff. So then I went to the boardroom, which we had in those days, and I put up 30 boxes and I went round and round the table popping a, a few sort of bats and spiders <laughs> and witches hats into all these boxes and then I took them out to the pubs and you know they had the best night that they ever had sort of turnover wise they took wow. more money those pubs that night than they normally did on New Year's Eve so I was you know really really flavor of the month within the <laughs> within the brewery and then basically I got I, I left you know I got married I married a farmer and a veterinary surgeon had a couple of babies and I'd always had the idea in the back of my mind that it would be a great business to give pubs a box of stuff that they could use to, um, you know, to run a, a party night. And so my original business was called Party Packs for Pubs. And I saw solely, fo- and this is what I set up in 1986, hmm. and I solely um, concentrated on, on pubs. And I, the first one I did was when Andrew and Sarah Ferguson got married, the royal wedding. Oh, wow. And so I put together a hundred packs with sort of bunting and um, T-shirts and this, that and the other in them. And, and through my brewery contacts, um, sold them into the various breweries. And, and really, and then I suddenly got breweries phoning me up and saying, you know, could you do a 500 Halloween packs? Could you do a hundred... Um, 
April Fool's packs and, and party packs for pubs was born. And I, I ran that for quite a few years and, and it did very well, really. You know, I used to make up packs and sell them to all the brewers, get some nice orders. And then I sort of had a couple of kids and I got more, I got a little bit out of the way with the breweries. And so I started um, doing stuff for children. Um, and through that, started doing things for leisure centres and, you know, I used to send out catalogues every year and people used to, you know, use them and buy things. And, and so it carried on until the Internet was born. Now, I did write down on my little notes when I started my first website, <laughs> which was actually in 1987. Wow. So very, very early in the Internet. Yeah. The very first, definitely the first party company out there and one of the very first websites. In fact, Amazon, I, I, I Googled and found out they started in 1985. So not as big as them. But, you know, I started not long behind. And, um, you know, really the business has, has sort of gone on from there. And now, you know, we, pretty, we don't send out a catalogue anymore. We, we, you know, we're, we're an online-only business. So the, the advent of the internet gave you the ability to go direct to the consumer, not just to the leisure centres and the pubs? Absolutely. Before that, I wasn't going to the consumer. I was, and really, when we first started, we were very B2B orientated. And we were a bit snooty, really, about selling to the general public. And back in the day, we used to have a sort of policy where if anybody's order was under £25, instead of giving them cheaper delivery, which is what a lot of people do now these days, we charge them an extra £5 for the privilege of buying from us. Um, but obviously, God, that's, that's a crazy that's idea crazy. now. You'd never get away with that. <laughs> no, never get away with it now. But this was a long, long time ago, Chloe. And oh, yeah. now the business is about 50-50 B2B and B2C, pretty much split right down the middle. And do you find a lot of the B2B now order via the via the website as well rather than phoning you up? The B2B, yes, they do. And we encourage it, although we do have a lot of customers still who, who, who are not able to order through the website because they have a company. You know, some companies, you know, they're, they're not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to go on the Internet. So it's it's probably, I, I wouldn't, probably 50-50 really, uh, putting in faxes and phone calls and, and 50% ordering on, online. Because we do run accounts for people, you see, as well. We don't just, it's not all money up, up front. So that our business customers, we, we will run accounts for. So sometimes they, they, they'll phone in their orders. So you've got a proper traditional B2B sales process using those mm. the delightful things of faxes and purchase orders and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> and then you've got the the very simple, straightforward she says uh e-commerce side of things yeah yeah i mean on our, our website you, you do we, we can sort of put a little tick in a box and people can use a, a purchase order number and not actually have to put their money in so that's the way we sort of try and encourage our b2b customers to to use the website oh clever so you've already mentioned you're in the uk yeah. um where do you just sell to the uk or are you trading internationally we pretty much i'd say 95 Seven percent UK. We send a little bit of stuff out abroad. We 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 haven't. We used to send to America and Australia, but actually we don't do it anymore. It's something that we might look at in the future. But we just found that we never really sorted the carriage out, and the carriage was so expensive. And then you get it all ready, and you tell people what the carriage was, and you had to fill in so many forms. And in the end, we just decided it was it. We weren't doing it well enough, and and we wouldn't do it until we could do it a bit better. So that's sort of something that you know is on my long, long to do list, really, to to maybe go a bit further afield and maybe to sell a bit more into Europe um, but at the moment we don't we, we sell a small amount out of the country. Cool and the the product you sell we've talked about kind of the party packs mm. and everything in there do you sell individual items as well now oh. and costumes all that kind yeah. of stuff? 
Yeah, very much so. I mean, we actually have got an inventory that we keep in our warehouse of over 15,000 products. Whoa. Which I think it's about the same as Tesco's. <laughs> um, and the reason for that is that you get a balloon um, and then it comes in, you know, foil or latex. It comes, if it's a foil one, it has four different shapes. If it's latex, there's four different sizes and different finishes. And then there's every single colour that you can think of. And then there's napkins in three sizes in every colour and, you know, and blah, blah. And you, you can see how you swiftly get, you know, an absolutely massive inventory because, you know, these days, you know, when I started, we used to make a lot of stuff ourselves. You know, we used to make hats. We used to make bunting. We still make a bit of stuff now, but we used to make everything because stuff, you know, stuff wasn't really available. Um, yeah. None of this stuff, but it's it's an industry that in the 30 years that I've been in it has grown, you know, in terms of product absolutely exponentially. And everybody, you know, nowadays expects, you know, for every event to have such a lot of different products available to them. So, yeah, we have a huge inventory that we keep in stock. So it's both the raw materials that make up the packs and the packs themselves then? Yeah, well, it's the packs, it's the packs. I started off with packs. I changed my name now to part. It used to be called Party Packs for Pubs, and that's all we did was make up these boxes just for pubs. But nowadays we still do that, but it's a, a much, much smaller part of our business. The main part of our business is we're like a party supermarket, really. You know, somebody's having, say, a 40th birthday party. They'll come onto the site. Hopefully they'll find the 40th birthday section. And then they'll buy some candles and some bunting and you know some plates and napkins and a few decorations. And they'll make up a basket of bits and pieces to have for their 40th birthday party. So that's really the business that we're in now. Oh, right. So the consumer side is very much, I want that napkin and I want those balloons and that yeah. candle in this yes. quantity. But, but also the B2B side is as well. I mean, a, a pub might be, say, holding um, a Caribbean night, say, for instance, and they might want some bunting, you know, in, in some inflatable bananas and some bunting in the shape of pineapples and some pretty straws and, you know, this, that and the other. And, and then, you know, there again, they will come to the site, find the Caribbean or the beach sort of area and buy individual items. Uh, the, the pack side of the business actually is something that is much smaller now than it used to be. And we still do sell a, a bit people that are a bit lazy really shouldn't say that should I people that just want to make a quick order and you know they're having a 1920s night and we, we do a pack for 20 pounds and it's got everything it's got a load of decorations in you know and it's very easy for people to order that rather than spending a lot of time trailing around the site trying to find all the bits and pieces that they want cool so what is the website you're selling on are you on a standard platform or have you got something bespoke no we've got a bespoke system and um it was put together about, we still got the same system that we were using eight years ago. And wow. when it came out, I know it's amazing. When it came out, there was a lot of sucking of teeth actually, because it was so much ahead of its time and so completely brilliant that I think a lot of people went, oh my God, I can't believe Party Pat's website is absolutely amazing. I know that because people told me that mm. that's what was said. And I've had a bit of pressure on me over the years to change it, but it is still really serviceable. And we've, you know, we've, done a few cosmetic jobs on the home page and we've got a really big job to do on the basket page which is probably rates as one of the worst baskets out there um but um you know it was put to, it was it, it was written for us by somebody that I consider was a complete genius and maverick and he was just incredible whatever I asked him to do so yeah okay Kate yeah I can do that and five minutes later it would be some really clever clever thing then it would be up on the site just amazing really unfortunately he's left the company that um that you know that I that mm. hosts my website that I had it through um and it after he left 
Um, although he had a bit of a handover, I think he, a lot of the stuff was in his head and it took them a couple of years really to be of any use to us at all in, you know, things went wrong. It was a absolutely, you know, it took them ages to fix it. But they've got a couple of good people there now who seem to have got their, their head around it. And we're doing much, much better now with, with um, you know, improvements and things. Cool. Yeah, it can be. I've I've seen it happen a number of times where you you found someone great back in the back in the early two thousands, and then a, a great company, and then you realise that actually that great company was one coder who oh, got who, who, who made no notes of anything. Yeah, and then moved on, and you're like, ah, oh, oh, okay. Uh, Which yeah, I was going to say a little bit of a tip for people out there was when. You know, this is about this, although we've had it eight years, it was about my third or fourth website, but the others were not nearly so good. And when I came to the decision to do a new website um, back in 2008, it would have been, we've had our website since, I think, um, I felt very much that I didn't have the skill to decide which people to go for. Because, you know, even back then, there were a lot of people out there. I don't think there were the Shopify's and the you know, no. those sort of platforms then. It was more bespoke systems, you know, or people, individual companies would have their own platform that they did themselves. I don't think there were those big ones who were out there so much then. Yeah, there, there was a lot on the um, the Microsoft Dynamics code base, but each one was kind of individualised for which company were actually deploying it for people. Yeah, very much so. And so what I did was I actually, um, first of all, I, I, I looked for a consultant and I interviewed about three or four consultants Um and I found this really good guy, um, and he wrote me a document that was about I don't know thirty pages long, and it you know and it, we sent it out to about eight different people, and it told them exactly what we wanted, and they had to sort of say whether they could do it or not. But it also looked into, as you say, how big the company was, you know, their accounts to make sure they weren't suddenly going to go out of business, and it was you know it was I don't think I could have done that on my own and it was money really really well spent and I think if anybody's looking at you know thinking about setting up a business and you know thinking about what platform I think that's one of the most important decisions and it's a very easy one to get wrong and if you get it wrong I tell you it is a nightmare so are you it is it's web finding the right website when you're already up and running is is a nightmare because you know you do you you want to do a really really thorough tender process and it still scares me how many people don't mm. you know you you get to the day before live and you go oh well where's where's the vat calculations oh exactly and they go vat and you, yeah. yeah yeah the the vat like oh it doesn't mm. do that and you're like oh so it, yeah. oh yes it could be those so, and so, also so, change what scares me really in a way about changing the website is, you know, we, we do quite well on SEO because we've been around for so long. And although everybody tells you, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it'll all just be the same, I never really 100% trust that, you know. It's it's definitely now got to the point where you'd want a an SEO advisor on the launch team. Oh, very much so. Ticking yeah, every box, yeah. SEO is so, so important to all of us, isn't it? No, some friends of mine have just gone through a relaunch and, um, and they had... They have an SEO consultant. The SEO consultant, I think, did almost more work on the uh, the rebuild than anyone else did, from what I can work out on the testing front. So that and yeah. that and it's and it paid off. But gosh, that's it's an expensive part of the process. Yeah, definitely. So on that bespoke platform of yours, Kate, do you have any kind of key widgets or plugins you've managed to put in place? Um, yeah, we do FIFO, which is seems to work well for us, and that's fairly standard. It's always a little bit of a worry, you know, if you get a 
bad review, but touch wood at the moment, we don't seem to be, we seem to be doing well with that. And the other thing we do is live chat with Zopim, which oh, seems cool. to work really well for us. And I think that does, although it can be a bit time consuming, you know, answering people's questions. And sometimes people, you know, can ask questions that, you know, you think maybe you should just be finding that out for yourself. <laughs> I think, um, you know, I think it is good. And I, I think it, uh, you know, it, I think it does cut down the number of telephone calls we get. So that's, you know, it's quite a positive thing, really. Excellent. Yeah, and it seems to be the way which consumers are, are preferring to communicate now. So it's, I see yes. some, some really good good results from from good web chat installations. I must um, admit, we only do it while, while our office is open, and it's something that I have, you know, thought about that we that actually the time that we should really be doing it is you know between five o'clock and twelve o'clock, really, when we do get a lot of orders, and from um, maybe from six o'clock till nine o'clock in the morning. So I think that is something that in the future. And it's quite easy to do because obviously somebody can do that from home. Yes, um, it's it's not quite as complicated as picking, you know, having to re-divert phone calls, is it? It's literally no, log on and I think away you go. Is, I think I'm going to put that on my to-do list as something that I think we, we should have a look at, really. See, an interesting idea, I think, with that kind of stuff, because I've spoken to a number of people who are, who are dealing with the same issue, is to, rather than, than pay an hourly rate for the team to do it from home, to... Give them a you know a, a kind of a bonus per interaction yeah. or per successful Quite sale. Actually, yeah, that is a good idea. Or even even not per sale really, or even just per per conversation. You know, I could do it myself a few nights. You know, and just you know, and just see how you know how many I get. I might do that actually. Just spend a couple of nights actually doing it myself and see see how much we get. And if I think it's worth doing, I think it probably would be. I would, it's definitely worth testing, definitely worth testing and getting an idea of the scale before you launch it on the team. Yeah. And also we do, as I said, we haven't got a very good checkout. We've got a few places where people trip up on our checkout and, um, you know, that, you know, that would be quite a good thing, really. Um, anyway, we're, we're getting into consultancy <laughs> rather than necessarily podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, ideas. it's good because people will be going, no, but this is really good at home. Uh, yeah. So Obviously, you know, you're, you're turning over 5 million. You've got a B2B side and a B2C side. So how many people have you got in the office? How many are there in your team? Uh, about, we, we run it around about 30. And how are they split between kind of customer services, product, uh, marketing? Well, of those, there's probably about eight in the warehouse. And in the warehouse, we, we're quite fortunate in that, you know, unlike, unlike a lot of businesses, we're not really seasonal because we have so many seasons because we've got like Valentine's, St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, American Independence, the Olympics, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So although we do have busy months and quiet months, so we keep it. And with them, we will bring in, you know, a few um you know part you know what do you call them uh, agency people mm. we don't do that a lot really and then in the office we've got about three or four doing customer service we've got two or three in the IT team um we've got a couple of people in accounts you know that that's the sort of way it goes really yeah. and um you, do you do your marketing in-house or is any of that outsourced uh, we use an agency for PPC and we've got we use an agency for affiliates and we I've got a girl, lady who does a bit of um, uh, social media stuff and blogs, writing and things. Who's a freelancer, really? But yeah, so mo- so that all that is we handle outside, really. Yeah. And then your marketing team in house are focused on email and content and SEO. Yeah, we do our email ourselves. We do all do all our emails ourselves. We we do all the updates to the website, you know, so we can put our own products and we can change the look of the homepage and you know we can do all that sort of thing. So we have two people, two 
people who work, you know, full time on our website, really putting up new products, rearranging things. Because I mean, when you've got fifteen thousand products, and we've had we've had our website for so long, it is like a very untidy house, really. <laughs> so many people have worked on it over the years, so we're constantly finding areas where there's too many products per page, you know, where it's a muddle and a mess. And that has been, that was one of the reasons in a way why I think a lot of people were putting a lot of pressure on me to move away. It was like, let's abandon this house. Let's just leave it with all the rubbish in it and let's go make a new house somewhere else and it'll all be nice and tidy. But I got, you know, I've got cold feet about that and decided, and I think it was the right decision. Yeah, I would say if you've... Tidying up my own house that I was familiar with, basically. Yes. If you think about it, if we take the house analogy another step, if your own house is untidy... (laughs) <laughs> and you decide to buy a new house that's tidier that's probably a bit of a wasted time and effort because it'd probably be easier just to tidy the house you've got well, that's, I would that, say. that's exactly what I felt exactly what I felt and that's what we that's what we are con- constantly doing really it's an ongoing task we'll never the IT people will never ever run out of work there's always something to do it's all about that website optimization of the way things are set up and, and yeah. the customer wants to use it and everything yeah yeah, exactly. So, Kate, what do you think is the most awesome thing about party packs right now? Well, I think I, I suppose where we probably stand, possibly stand out amongst other similar sort of companies is I think we do really, really well with our themes. I think because I came from that background of yeah. party packs for pubs and the themes, we actually we sort of had a little counter, and I think we've got a hundred different themes that you can have. Wow. Huge. It might even be more than that when you add up all the birthdays, you know, because we've got first, we've got first, second, third, fourth, you know, right the way up. We do a lot of 100th birthday parties, which is absolutely lovely. You'd be surprised how many 100th birthday parties we do. Um, nobody's yet produced anything for 110, but maybe that'll be the next big thing. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I did. I did. The, the party, you know, as I say, because I've been in this a long time, stuff used to finish at age 60. You couldn't get anything for anybody older than 60. And then it went up to sort of 80. And now it's gone up to 100, which I think is absolutely lovely that all these 100-year-olds are having birthday celebrations. I did love, I do, I do love the fact that on your homepage, right front and centre, there's two boxes that really push people to get to where they want to get too far. So you've got, um, one of them is, I want to throw a party, and then you oh, yeah. choose the theme. And the other one is, I want to dress up like. And oh, yeah. I mean, I think those are just so good. When, you know, when you've got 15,000 products, how do we quickly get the customer where they want to go? So that's well worth a look, everyone who's listening, going, have a look at how yeah, they've done Yeah, and that's done that something that, that very clever man did for me. I think it was probably my idea, um, but it was something that he did for me. And if you go, if you say, drop the thing down and, and you go to beach party, it does take you to the category. It doesn't just load up a random list of beach you know, products that happen to have the word beach in them. So it, it works very well. And if you type in nurse, for instance, in the um, in the I want to dress up like, it does actually come up with only fancy dress products and and nothing that happens to have the word nurse in it that's not fancy dress. So I'm saying that I'm going to test that after. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I sure think. Everybody listens to it. But, um, you know, it is a good, It's we've got the search on our website, I think is really, really good. So, um We've spoken a lot about kind of what's happening on the website and what's going on with it all, but what's how how are you working on on growing the business and getting more customers in? Any kind of key is, um, that, is that down to the agencies, so the PPC and the affiliate side of things, or are you doing kind of some content and stuff in house? Well, I think what you know, my I've been running a business for a long time, 
and my you know my modus operandi is really just to be to, to grow it slowly you know I don't I don't want to double my turnover in a year or even add 25% on you know I'm just happy to grow it you know in an organic sort of way um, because I find that if you suddenly get very busy you know your custom service goes all a bit pear-shaped and things so we just I think we're just trying to do a lot of things well just improve a lot of things a little bit sort of and then gradually hopefully you know we'll we'll keep going really because there is a lot of you know there's a there's competition out there in in what we do for certain and um you know we just got to try and keep a little bit ahead of the game really I, I like that philosophy. And it's certainly something which um, rings true throughout the entire business journey that you shared with us today, is that you've got, you know, at the beginning, you listened to a gap in the market, you found a gap in the market, then you listened yeah, to how the, how the customers were responding and, and did that. And now it's a case of, well, let's keep looking after the customers. I think that's it. I think we really like to, and we do get some lovely letters, emails that we, you know, we did occasionally put up on our website and we get a lot of good reports from FIFO just because I've got this sort of team of young ladies and they are just so lovely with the customers. You know, even people that, you know, we had a lady on the phone yesterday, she spent 42 minutes. I think we sort of put that down as a bit of a record of <laughs> planning. In fact, we're going to keep a record going now, but it was 42 minutes. I just happen to remember that. 42 minutes on the phone planning her party. This was a, you know, private individual. I mean, it was quite a decent order. It was about, it was over, I think it was about £150 of stuff she bought, which was great. Um, but sometimes you'll have people on the phone for half an hour and they'll only spend £12, you know. But everybody, we try and treat everybody really, really well and be, you know, be pleasant to them, whoever they are. And I think the girls here love it. You know, it's quite, we're lucky in what we sell. You know, we're not selling bits of plumbing. You know, it's interesting <laughs> and fun. It's an interesting and fun product. And people that are buying from us on the whole are, you know, looking forward to something that they're celebrating. So, you know, it is, it is very nice, really. That's the thing, and then they're going to have a load of people round because it's a party, and you you want them to remember the great experience they've had. So when someone says, "Oh, where did you get the decorations?" Yeah. Oh, this yeah. lovely girl. She spent forty minutes chatting me through yeah. how to get this all together. <laughs> yeah. And here's a drip mat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoke about that earlier, didn't we? Oh but yes, yeah. We'll we'll mention that because you you give a free gift out to your to your customers, don't you? Yeah, we put a little. We, we in everything that goes out, we put a we put a bit of paper a couple of bits of paper in that say please tell your friends and here's a free gift for them uh, but we also and it's actually something that I heard on your program first play and I thought oh that's a really good idea we um have now just made some had some drip mats uh printed like little coasters and so we put one of those in each um in each pack and the reason I thought that was a great idea is because actually I've been given a few drip mats over the years and I've still got them on my desk and I've been given a shed load of pens over the years and I've got none of those on my desk so a drip mat, I do think, is a really good idea. And that, that's just a nice unexpected gift for the customer to keep your name hanging around their house. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a good uh, – it costs – I mean, they cost literally about 3p each. I think they're very cheap. To, yeah. To, to and that, that's what you want with a free gift, impactful and very, very cheap. Yeah. Well, yeah. with that great top tip, I think we'll move into the proper top tips around now, um, which is a section I love because it gives all of us some great ideas for taking our business to the next level. So, Kate, the first of the top tips for you, please. Uh, the book top tip, if everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off to read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend to them? Well, I tried hard to think of a new book, and this is one I know that's been mentioned at least four times before, but I'm not a great reader of business books. But this one... When I read it, it changed my business life 
and I could tell you a very short story if you want to of somebody that it radically changed their life. Oh, please do, and please it, do. But even though you know the book because it's been mentioned at least three times before on your on your podcast, it's the Four Hour Work Week by Timothy Ferris. Um, a brilliant book. It is a brilliant book. If you can, you've just got to read it. It can be it can be a little bit annoying, but you've just got to get through it. But when I read that. I was on. I was recommended to actually on a holiday that I was on by somebody who ran a business, sort of getting businesses up to the next level. And he said, "You should read this, Kate." And I read it. And as, as soon as I read it, I thought, "Oh my God, this guy's just talking to me. I, this makes so much sense." And it's very much. It, it is written a little bit with a type of a mail order company in mind because he started off with a mail order company. Um, but I read, recommended it to um, a friend of mine who, funny enough, I'm meeting up with this afternoon called. Alison Quill, who runs a business called Bright Minds. Oh, yeah, I know Alison. Brilliant business. Well, she's a great friend of mine, and we live, actually, she lives in the village where my unit is, and we're meeting up for lunch a bit later on. And um, she read, I recommended it to her, and um, she's, I said, Do you mind me mentioning? She said, No, that's fine, Kate. She used to have a 20,000 square foot warehouse, and she used to employ up to 40 people, but very seasonally. So it was just in November and December. And she used to be hugely stressed, and it was a really difficult business to run. She now has, I think she said, about 2,000 square feet. She has two staff and is running a better, more profitable business and is no longer stressed. And that was all through reading the four-hour work week. Well, there's there's one serious recommendation for that book, which is inspiring me to go back and read it again as well. Um, The traffic top tip next. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Well, I had to think about this as well. And I I think really we've just got to go with Google and Google Shopping, unfortunately, because that is the thing that brings in the most orders, much that I hate to say it, but it, it, it is really. Well, if that's what works, that's what works. So, yeah. be interested in some other. I ought to go back through your podcast and find out what other people think is a top traffic tip, and maybe wouldn't be so reliant upon dear old Google. Okay, so the tool top tip: maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? Well, something that makes me more efficient day to day, which I've only just come across, but I'm a huge fan of it. And I, I was sent it um, from um, StumbleUpon. I don't know if you know that that app. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know if you come across this, it's called the Bullet Journal. No, uh, it rings vague bells, but I can't oh. remember what it is. So well, please. I'm a, complete, I'm a complete convert to the Bullet Journal. Yeah, so if you go on their website, there's a little video you can watch. But I have found it's been, I've only been using it for about, Five weeks. It's what they call analog, which basically means you write things in a book. Um, method of keeping track of what you have done, what you're doing at the moment, and what you need to do, and projects. It's I'm finding it absolutely brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. So that's that. That's, I did, that's I, my. That's my. That's my method. <laughs> I definitely like an analog top tip. That's always good because uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of paper. So yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be checking that one out too. All right, the startup top tip then. Um, if you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Well, I think, uh, first of all, I think you should decide what it is you want to get into and make sure that you're interested in it. You know, that's that's really important. Like we said before, make sure there's a gap in the market. And I think the main thing actually is to is to really talk to people about your idea and listen if people don't think it's a very good idea as well as if they do think it's a good idea. Because I think it's very easy to get swept away with your own enthusiasm and then people go, well, 
obviously that's not going to work. Who's going to be interested in that? Do you know what I mean? You've got to yeah. make sure that it's that it, and really make sure that nobody else is is doing it and doing it really well. It's fine if somebody's doing it and not doing it very well. I think that's often a, a good thing to get into. But if, if several people are out there and doing it really, really well, then don't start really. That's probably my <laughs> my top tip. Cool. Well, Masterplan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 78. Kate, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Um, well, we're at www.partypacks.co.uk and on the website are all the links to all the various social media places. Marvellous. Well, nice and easy one to find there, everybody. So that's uh, all those links I'll add to the show notes, which you can find at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 78, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab even, or use the search box. Kate, thank you so much for being on the show and telling us about your epic journey through the world (laughs) of e-commerce and what you're up to at the moment. Um, And it's, it's just been great. So thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Chloe. Bye. Well, how good was it to have Kate on? I have to say I could have continued that conversation for at least another half hour or so, finding out all that she's she's been up to. A wealth of information. And I think the really key thing there is how she listened to the customers at every point and continues to do that to this day, building the right solution, the right products, helping them use the website to make sure they come back again and again and again. Um so some fantastic bits of music there. And also also looking back at my notes, I see lots and lots of top tips around products and services and, uh, and other software you can use. So loads of great stuff there from Kate. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you enjoy our other podcasts, then please do tell other people about it because I want as many people as possible to listen to these great stories we're bringing out on the podcast. You might want to do that on Twitter, on StumbleUpon, as Kate mentioned today, uh, on Facebook, over a coffee, over a pint, over lunch, uh, as Kate's now heading off for lunch. I don't mind. And if you really want to supercharge that, then please do put a review on iTunes for me. Have a great week, everyone, and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.